Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am so fired up about this week's episode that these announcements are about to be three seconds long. I don't have much to say before we get into this word, okay? I'm so grateful that you guys are here and this is a word that we all needed, okay? I need it, you need it, your auntie, them and need it. Like, if you were gonna share any episode of this podcast, this the one, okay? This is the one. So, if you have not been in our Facebook group, you need to get in it. This Armor of God Bible study has been giving us life, okay? Go back in, catch the replays. We are now going to be doing monthly Bible studies in our group, and so I am so excited that God has laid this upon my heart, and it is going to bring a new element to our group and just be able to propel us into a direction where we are constantly feeding the members in our community. Um, And it's all free 99, so get plugged in, okay? We are also working on and continuing to build our Life Skills Academy, Hearts Over Habits Life Academy, and we have some really, really exciting things in the works, and we will be announcing all of the details of this project very, very soon, but I am so excited about that, okay? That's it with the announcements. Let's get into this. So there has been so much going on in the news, right? Like we know from George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, the murder hornets, coronavirus, everything. Just there have been so many things from the beginning of this year to now. We're at the halfway point of the year and there has just been so many different um different things that we have seen. Some of them have been deeper than others. Okay, let's not forget that Carol Baskin's husband is still missing out here in these streets. That lady fed that man to the tigers, okay? There have been so many things that have been going on that have had our attention that have been so emotionally draining and straining. You know, last week um, I shared with you guys the message from my pastor, uh, Pastor Keith Babb, at the Way Church of Tampa Bay, and it just was so fitting, and I was so grateful that when I felt like I didn't have the words to say that God provided, um, provided an, a resource for me uh, to be able to share with you guys, and so it really blessed me, and I pray that it blessed you guys, um, but I have really just been having to ask God, like, where are you? Like, what is happening? Like, where are you at, God? Because I just don't understand why all of this stuff keeps happening. Like, I know for real, for real, I have personally said, and I quote, and this is like verbatim, this is how I talk to God, so don't judge me. Jesus, please come get your kids because they are down here wilding out. Where, when are you coming back? Tomorrow? Because every day I feel like we are living the next, like, chapter of Revelation, and I don't understand what is happening here. And... I, you know, I said that and I have said that and God, just being the great father that he is, gave me the the answer to my question and I wanted to share it with y'all. Like, I love God so much because I was 
looking for a whole nother scripture in the Bible when he led me to the answer to my questions and to tell me where he was in the midst of all of this that is going on in the world right now. The Holy Spirit led me to 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-9, through 9, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God told me that in this season, we are in a grace period. Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. So many of us know what a grace period is, especially if you out here paying bills. Okay, if you out here adulting, you know what a grace period is. Many bill collectors will give you a grace period on your payment that is due. So if your assigned due date is like the 10th, but you have a five-day grace period, then your payment is accepted without penalty until the 15th. Okay, so y'all know what time it is. It's definition time. So a grace period is a period of time beyond a due date during which an obligation may be met without penalty or cancellation. When we break down the term further, we get grace and period. Now we all know that period is a time frame and that we just learned in the scripture that God is not bound by our time, right? Let's define grace. And I absolutely love the definition of grace given by Pastor Michael Todd over at Transformation Church, TC Nation Stand Up, okay? Grace is the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and kindness of God. Paul tells us this in Romans 3, 22-24. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who they are. For everyone has sinned. We have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through 
Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. There is nothing that we did to earn the grace of God. Like, it don't matter if you saw world hunger, if you live your life as a quote unquote good person, the Bible tells us that our righteousness is but filthy rags. Like, you cannot earn your salvation. You cannot work your way to salvation. I want to free some of y'all, okay? There is nothing you can do to earn the love of God. God is not like people. You do not have to earn his love. He loves you no matter what. He loves you when you're ratchet. He loves you when you're acting righteous. He loves you. He loves everybody. We all belong to him, whether you choose to know it or not. Even people who don't, who say that they don't believe in God, they're still his anyway. There is nothing that you can do. Do not put yourself in bondage feeling like you have to, you know, do all of these things. You have to read your Bible every single day for 12 hours or God isn't going to love you. That is a lie from the pits of hell. That is religion. That is not relationship. Free yourself, sis. No. Now, you should definitely spend time in your word. You should definitely spend time with God, but it's out of a relationship because it's a mutual love. It is not out of obligation. You cannot work your way into heaven. Jesus did the work. Okay? We have all fallen short and we've all sinned against God, me included. If you have not placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are operating in such a dangerous place in this season. You are walking outside of grace. You are walking outside of forgiveness and you are walking outside of the freedom that God wants for all of us, right? Like you have never ever in your life had to earn a birthday gift from your earthly parents. Okay, when you were two years old, you weren't out here taking out the trash and sweeping floors to get your Elmo doll. You just weren't. And, and that same concept applies with God. He freely gives us access to salvation and grace. It is your rebirthday gift because we all become new creatures in Christ. Okay, so it's your rebirthday gift. Accept it freely. Walk in it. Don't be condemned. Okay, like there's nothing that we did to earn this grace. God is not being slow to deliver his promises, but he is waiting on us to pull it together down here. Hell was not created for us. Like that was not God's plan. That was not his original design. However, and that's a big however, God will not and cannot stop being holy and being just. He cannot act outside of his character. If he said that he's going to do something, he is going to carry that out. Okay, therefore, if you have not given your life to Christ and received salvation, well, um, just whelp, whelp being the end of that. There is no in between. You can't, well, oh, I believe in God, but I don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. Eh, eh. The Bible tells us that there is one way to the father and that is through the son. That is it. Don't be out here listening to this false doctrine and be caught up. 
John 3, 16 through 18 in the Message Bible tells us, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it is. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him as long as since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God when introduced to him. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted, let off, freed, acquitted. But anyone who refuses to trust him long since been under the death sentence without even knowing it. It's a death sentence. I have found very often in my walk with God, like there have been times where I felt like, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. Like I'm doing all these things and I'm waiting on God. And it really like, he be waiting on me the whole time. No cap. Like he is waiting on me. <laughs> he be waiting on me to seek him in the area where I'm trying to have full control and let like and let him take control waiting on me to stop complaining which we all call venting right complaining to my friends and then I I haven't spoken to him about the issue waiting on me to repent and do a heart check on whatever has me so preoccupied or discontent and we feel like we're waiting on him but really God is waiting on us God is giving the world this grace period, not because we deserve it, but because he loves us and he wants the best for us. He wants us to, he wants us to live with him forever and eternity. He wants to give us ample time to return back to him. He gets no pleasure in condemning any of his children to hell. But we get what I like to call the CDC, okay? And I'm not talking about the Center for Disease Control. I'm talking about choices, decisions, and consequences. We have been provided with a set of choices, right? You make a decision and then you deal with the consequences. The thing about this concept is that the only thing that you have complete control over is the decision. Because a lot of us have been put in situations in life that were choices, um, where the choices like were not ours right? Even if you think about the condition that the world is in. I have nothing to do with Eve biting that daggone piece of fruit, <laughs> right? That was not a choice that I'm, like, that was not a decision that I made. Eve made the decision, but we're living in the consequences of her decision. And so now we have, because God is so good, he's given us an outlet. Instead of us being condemned and being separated from him, he sent Jesus. And now here we are back in our own version of the garden with a choice to make. We can either choose Jesus or not choose Jesus. God gives us free will. And I feel like a lot of people always ask, like, how come God just doesn't make everybody love him? Who wants to be loved like that? You don't. 
if you had to remind or make your husband love you or your boyfriend or your kids or your mama, whoever, if you had to say, you need to love me, you need to make, and you had to force them to do it, who wants that? Nobody. So what makes you think that God wants a relationship like that? He don't. It is free will. He wants your heart. So we have the choice. Choose or not to choose Jesus. Once you make a decision, and by the way, an indecision is a decision. So if you choose not to make a decision, your choice has been made. And it ain't Jesus. So if you have not made the decision, you being idle and sitting by is a decision in and of itself. So you either choose Jesus or don't choose Jesus. And then the consequences are yours. And you don't have no control over the consequences. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. So make the decision. We are in a grace period. Ask God to show you what decisions he's he's laid out and he's waiting for you to act on. What choices have he, has he laid out and he's waiting on you to act on? Where do you need to make some decisions? Are there some decisions of people that you need to cut off? Are there some decisions that you need to make where you need to pursue something that God has told you to, but you're you're too afraid and you're allowing your fear to keep you from doing what God has called you to do? Because no matter what it is, you are going to live with those consequences. Choices, decisions, consequences. Choices are provided, not always ideal choices. The decision is yours and the consequences are outside of your control. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards, just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool, it's so fun. And God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show.
verse 8 in 2 Peter 3 um, that talks, it really just breaks down that concept that God is not bound by our time. I don't want to get like mixed up and like, oh, okay, we'll live, you know, a thousand years a day and a day is a thousand years. That's not what that meant. Okay, don't be out here trying to do no calculations because the Bible tells us clearly that none of us will know the day or the hour. So do not spend your your time trying to use logic somewhere where you need to be operating in the spirit. The premise of it is, is that we are on a different timetable than God. He is not bound by our time. We have to continually remind ourselves that God is not bound by our timetables. The Bible tells us that there's a season for everything under the sun. I believe it was in Ecclesiastes. And this is not just applicable to the return of Jesus, but this is applicable to every area of our life, right? Like, okay, God said you were going to get married. Cool. Great. I'm excited for you. But who said it was going to happen by the time you were 30? Who told you that? Do not let the devil plant seeds of disappointment, distrust, and resentment in your heart because you are self-imposing timetables that you made up on God. And while we're here, let, let's just, I'm going to go all the way in. And while we're here, I just want to also say, Stop stepping out and creating your own plans and then asking God to bless something that he never intended for you to do, places he never intended for you to go, and people he never intended for you to be attached to. Stop it. Stop it today. It is so out of order. Don't make some jacked up plans and then get mad at God when it doesn't work out. He never told you to do it. How many of us would have been in trouble if we went out with our friends and then asked our parents permission after we got there. You know there would be literal hell to pay when you got home. So if you wouldn't do it to your earthly parents, why would you do it to your father in heaven? That makes no sense. And then we're sitting here big mad at God and the devil has used this and now there are seeds planted in your heart. But it's something that you did. God didn't tell you to do that. Do not move unless he has called you to do it. In the meantime, in your waiting season, what I want you to know, especially when it comes to God not being on our timetable. You have to remember that God isn't on our timetable, but then you also have to remember the character of God in your waiting season. God is not a man that he shall lie. Numbers 23, 19 tells us that. God's word will accomplish what he pleases according to his will. Isaiah 55, 11 tells us that. God knows the plans that he has for you and they are plans for you to prosper. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that. And lastly, you have to remember that all things are working together for your good. Romans 8, 28 tells us that. So even though you may not have a time frame, you need to stand on the character of your father and who you've known, and who you've known him to be. 
He has never, ever not provided. He has never, ever not done the things to keep you safe. Like he has continued to prove himself even when he doesn't have to because who are we? He don't, we, like he owes us nothing. Nothing at all. But he's such a good father that he gives us these promises and these things to stand on anyway. My question is, in the meantime, while we are waiting, how are we preparing in this season? I saw um, one of my friends posted on Instagram, like, how well are you prepared for the thing that you're asking God for? When do you make the preparation? Because again, you think you're waiting on God. You want to be married, but you ain't. You have no idea about the principles and the biblical principles of marriage. You want to know how I know? Because I didn't, I know you don't know because I didn't know. Like that, like I had no clue. We're just out here doing things. Not, I was not prepared. My husband agrees. We were not prepared. We're actually going to do an episode on the podcast about it. It's going to be one of the bonus episodes this month. We were not prepared. Like, have heard, no, 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 we were ready. No, we were not ready. And in that waiting season, what I should have been doing is preparing. If you are looking for God to make a move here on the earth and make a move in all of the things that we see, how are we being intentional as believers? Like right now, I'm talking to people who know God, you love God, okay? I'm talking to us. Are we being intentional and praying and fasting for our nation, praying and fasting for our leaders, and praying and fasting for anyone who may not know God? You cannot be a Christian. You do not have to agree with DT, okay? You don't have to agree with his flesh and the things that he does, but you do need to pray because he's still in charge of making decisions out here. You need to pray to ask God to do something. Come get your kids, sir, please. (laughs) You don't have to like him to pray for him. But we are all attached for him. We have to be mature enough as believers to pray for people, even if we don't care for the things that they're doing. That really is a representation of of what's going on. Like That's why he needs the prayer. Prayer is the prescription. We're looking at the signs and symptoms of the illness and getting mad instead of dealing with it. I could never practice like that. And my job, like, oh yeah, you have a fever and you, yeah, yeah, you're infected, but I don't like you. No, you have, you have to treat it. So you pray for the leaders of this nation. You pray for people who, who speak out and say that there is no, you pray for those people. They are sick. The church is not a club. It's a hospital. That's why you can get hurt in church. Because hurt people hurt people. We need to make sure that we're being intentional. Right? Like, our time, especially if we are believers, should be one of prayer, preparation, and peace.
That's what we should look like. We should be in prayer. We should be preparing. And we should be at peace. If we know that our heart is chasing after God. And we know that God's heart is chasing after people that are lost, that are separated from him, right? The scripture tells us that he, his desire is not for any of us to perish. And so he's taking his time coming back for the sake, like our sake, right? If we know that our father's heart is for none of his kids to perish in hell, how are we aiding in addressing the desire of our father's heart? Like too many times we are just seeking him for stuff. We're seeking him for resources and taking back our territory and we want to get our stuff. But when was the last time you asked God to show you where you can be a blessing to someone else on his behalf? Like when was the last time you shared the message of Jesus Christ with anyone? Like, you don't have to have this huge platform. You have already been assigned to people that are attached to you from work, that are attached to you in your community, that are attached to you in your own house. A lot of people are sitting here wanting to, you know, get this huge platform and have all these numbers. And once I get this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, start talking about God or like, no, do it today. This is the same God that will leave the 99 and chase after the one. Why are you not chasing after the one too? Matthew 6.33 tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. And we're not doing that. As the church, we're looking like the world. While we are in this grace period, we should be using our time wisely. Like, we should be kingdom focused and intentional about the work of God. Many of us will open our mouths to ask God for the counterfeit rewards of this culture. And then we'll tiptoe around the things of God because you're afraid to offend somebody. People's lives are on the line, like their eternal life, not this physical thing, their eternal life. I'm a whole entire nurse practitioner. If I sat by and watched somebody dying and did not intervene, and I know CPR, if I sat by and just watched them code and die, there would be repercussions. It would be unacceptable. You would be appalled to know that I did that. But we have the cure. And there are so many people dying in front of us. We have the cure. It's Jesus. There are so many people, we're watching them die. We're watching them perish. And because you're afraid or you don't want to offend, you don't open your mouth. That is a trick from the pits of hell.
Stop being afraid. Open your mouth. Like declare God's word. Declare his glory. Declare his work over his over your own life. Like declare God's like declare God. Like do not be afraid. Get out here. Because there are people that are attached to you that I don't have access to. You are responsible for their souls. The Bible tells us like this is how we win. Revelations 12, 11. We are made overcomers by the blood of the lamb. Jesus, he did that. He's the cure. And the word of our testimony. Who have you shared your testimony with? Anybody? We cannot be afraid. This is what God told me. And I want to make sure that I quote it correctly. And I'm I'm not going to say anything like we like this. Thus saith the Lord. So many of my children are begging me for their purpose when I've already given it to them. Go out and make disciples. Declare my word. Now is not the time to be afraid. Be bold and courageous. You are called for such a time as this. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talks podcast is brought to you by Hearts Over Habits, Inc. Hearts Over Habits is a 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed to provide mentoring and life skills to young women ages 14 to 24. Our program is designed to educate and empower young women to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. We have a community, online academy, and evidence-based mentoring to ensure that our participants are provided with the foundation necessary to succeed in today's society. If you are interested in enrolling or becoming a participant, please visit our website at www.heartsoverhabits.org. Now let's get back to the show. So now I really feel like we need to talk about repentance and I really want to cover this because there may be people who are not saved and have clicked on this podcast. And if that is you, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you, how this is not by accident that you are listening to this episode at this time. Like God really has something for you here. And I pray that the word that you've heard has really resonated with you and that it's planted a seed and that the Holy Spirit will send people and community around you so where you can walk with God and be so certain about the decision that you've made and be full of the love and peace that God has for you. Like I, that is the desire of my heart. That is why I started this podcast. I do not feel qualified to do this. I ain't nobody's pastor. Okay. Like I just joined minister and training classes and it was by like my husband got asked to be in it. And then I got asked to be in it. And at first I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) okay, because I, I don't feel qualified. And when I talked to my pastor and talked to my wise counsel, 
they were like, girl, quit playing yourself. Don't you run from what God has called you to do. So I say that to say, I am not some holier than thou person. Like, that's not who I am. Okay? Like, at all. And I just want to... I want every... It's like I have this thing that has changed my life and I want everybody to have it. And that's really my heart. It's like I want everybody to have this relationship that I have with God because it's fire. Okay? That don't mean that everything in my life has gone well. In the last week, my husband hit a deer, had a car accident, hit a deer. The AC went out today. Then today, all the smoke alarms in the house went off because when they were re- they were fixing the air conditioning, they used a blowtorch. It was a thing. I still deal with the day-to-day troubles of the world, but the level of peace that I have because I know who's walking with me and who I belong to, I don't even have to trip. I don't have to. And it really starts with repentance. And we hear the word repentance a lot. It is a very churchy word. (laughs) But I want to take the opportunity to break it down, to clear it up so that way you have an understanding of it. Because the whole point of this is to teach you. And so then you can either A, go teach somebody else, or B, you can apply it to your life. Or see all of it. Repent is more than just telling God that you're sorry. Like, oh, my bad, God. Nah. It is a verb, which means it requires action. Repentance requires action. It requires you to change what you have going on. So the official definition. Oh, y'all thought. Y'all thought won't give me no definitions. Oh, it's one. Okay. Repentance means to turn from sin and to dedicate yourself to the amendment of your life. Amendment meaning making alteration or changing your life. You have to change. That is the requirement. There has to be a change. Does not mean you have to be perfect. There has to be a change. So that may mean, like for me, my mouth, okay? I used to cuss a lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) Then I would do it and I like, I felt conviction, not condemnation, but conviction. God was like, stop that. Okay. And then I didn't cuss as much. Okay. Then I transitioned to this space where, you know, I'm working through trying to not cuss when I'm mad. And I God has been gracing me through this. I can say in the last it's been a minute. I ain't like I ain't had to I ain't had to, I'm making it. But it's that desire for me to change. So it's not a legal a legalistic thing. But it's that desire for me to want to change what I'm doing. I'm turning away from cussing. So I no longer listen to music that has explicit language in it. I still listen to all kinds of music. Not all kinds. But I still listen to music. Because I don't listen to like heavy, heavy, 
like trap rap i don't listen to that gothic like i don't listen to that but the music that i listen to i don't listen to all gospel music i do listen to some secular music but when i do listen to it if there is not an edited version of the song I am not listening because my mouth is something that I'm working on and I am protecting my ear gates. Repentance requires that kind of action. Like I may not stop cussing right away, but I will make the decision to stop listening to music with cussing in it. You have to remember that God is a God of action. And you're right, he do know your heart. He know that it's trash and you out here playing games. <laughs> like he knows. Stop. He gave. That was an action. He gave his son. That required action. And it requires action on our behalf as well. Acts um, 3, 19 through 22 in the Message Bible really tells us a lot about repentance. And I want to share this with you guys. It says, now it's time to change your ways. Turn to face God so he can wipe away your sins, pour out showers of blessing to refresh you, and send you the Messiah he prepared for you, namely Jesus. For the time being, he must remain out of sight in heaven until everything is restored to order again, just the way God, through the preaching of his holy prophets of old, said it would be. Y'all, do not delay in making this decision. Like, now is time. Now is the time. And now there is time (laughs) to repent and return to God. We all know, with all of the devastation that we see, even today, there was another fatal shooting by a police officer in Atlanta. We all know that tomorrow is not promised to us. If you have if you have never ever made the decision to give your life to Christ, I promise you like it is the best decision you can ever make. Like I told y'all like sis was out here raggedy. I'm sis, okay? And I'm still a level of raggedy, a degree of raggedy. It's just not to the degree at which I was before I got saved, saved, <laughs> right? Because we're all, like, none of us are perfect. Like, I'm still, a, there's still a degree of raggedy up in there. But when I tell y'all, like, I was out here cussing, cutting up, having sex before I was married to my husband, but still, before we was married, so it was still fornication, Okay? wrong okay I was out here knocking and bucking like y'all y'all get the point like I was out here and when I gave my like my life over to Christ he like he changed my heart in ways that I could have never imagined it wasn't like oh like let me get it all together no like I just was like you know what God and I remember this moment and I'm gonna share it with y'all everything I felt like was a mess my family, we, like, there, it was a mess. Stuff going on with my family. Stuff going on with me and my husband. It just was a mess. Everything was a mess. And I, by nature, am a perfectionist. And I, by nature, am a control freak. And I remember 
in my car, I told God, look, bruh, and I said, bruh, y'all pray for me. I have been doing this for the last 25 years, and quite frankly, I'm not good at it. Like, this sucks. I have done everything but do things the way that you said, like, to the, like, to the T. I'm gonna try it. (laughs) And I really need you to help me out here. Because I'm tired. And that was it. Wasn't no amen. Like, y'all. <laughs> it was not cute. I wasn't down here shouting down walls. I was like, help, bruh. <laughs> this sucks. Help me. Help me. <laughs> right? Like, I remember that moment. And he just started working on my heart. You know, I watched Passion of the Christ. And then I watched War Room. And once I watched War Room, honey... Let me tell you, that that thing set something off in my spirit that I just, I just, like, it was like a new relationship. Like, it was like this new, not, I mean, not like Jesus is Bay, but like, like, it was like this new Bay relationship where I was like, oh, yeah, like, I want to learn more about you. I, you know, I'm excited. It was so much excitement and fervor. It just was, oh, and I've been on fire for God, like, ever since. And he saved my marriage. Like, we both were out here on a path to destruction. Like, it just was bad. And now it's because we didn't have the example. And we were trying to do something. Like, we jumped into something. We're not prepared. And asked God to bless it. And it was a hot mess. He changed my heart against people who have sinned against me. Abused me. Talked about me. Um, used me, like, he has changed my heart towards them. He's changed my heart in so many ways that before I knew it, my habits followed. That's why my organization is called Hearts Over Habits. Because if you give God your heart, he will, all that other stuff, it'll come, child. The beautiful thing about Jesus is that he knows, like, He knows that you are not perfect. Like you do not have to be cleaned up and perfect to come to him. He will create in you a clean heart. He will use everything you ever went through for his glory. He loves you so deeply. Like it compares to nothing on this earth. People talk about, especially for my mamas, like when you held your baby for the first time, that level of love, that's the same level of love that God has for you. He doesn't care that you slept with 2,500 people. He doesn't care that you got the, he cares, but he's not worried about the fact that you got an abortion. He's not holding that against you. He loves you that same way, even still. Give your life to Christ today. Like get connected with community, get in a Bible-based church and commit to the most important relationship of your life. If you are looking for community, that's why Hearts Over Habits and God Goes and Girl Talk were made just for you. Like we want to walk out life with other women who are just looking to do this thing, okay, trying to not be the degree of raggedy that they were the day before. And they really want to do things for the people of God and for God. 
I just want to pray for you guys. Whew. God, we just thank you for today. God, we thank you that you are just such a good father, that you chase after us, that you love us, God. We thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you that you so badly wanted to be in connection with us, that you put an action to that, to that desire to be in relationship with us, God, and you gave your only son. God, I pray for anyone who may not be saved, that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, God. I just pray that they make that decision today, God. God, we know that heaven rejoices every time a soul comes to the kingdom. And so we celebrate with those who have made the decision today to give their life to you. God, I thank you for the freedom, the peace, and the love that they will walk in because they're in relationship with you. I'm thankful that no weapon formed against them will prosper. I'm thankful that they are the head and not the tail, that they're above and not beneath because you've called them for such a time as this, God. I ask that you speak to them, that you let them know that you left the 99 to come after them. I thank you that you let them know that even when trials come, that you'll never leave them or forsake them. You will not abandon them, God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit coming upon them, God. Allow them to be sensitive to your to your gentle nudgings, to the knocking of you at their door, God. The Bible tells us that you knock on the door waiting for us to let you in, God. And I just pray and I thank you for those who have allowed you into their hearts today. And I'm thankful for the reckless love that you have for each and every one of us. Amen. I love y'all for real, for real. Like, I love y'all for real. <sighs> Remember to continue to love God, to love yourself, and to love people. I will talk to y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.